is this thing still on? It's been a while. This show's been on hiatus for a couple of months. I told you that Doug and I were going to put something together, the likes of which you had not ever seen before, and I still plan to do that. But it's not going to happen in the immediate future because I've got bigger things on my plate right now. So what I wanted to do was, well, something. And uh, Doug and I started talking, and he said, hey, um... Hey, remember the Deeper Thought podcast you did a couple of years ago? Doug and I decided that we could go through some of those episodes. Over the next several weeks, several months, you're going to get access to what you previously weren't able to. Hopefully, this little provocation will help you sell something that you haven't sold before. And uh, stay tuned for these episodes as they drop week over week. I think you're going to take something away from them. I know you're going to be entertained by them. And uh, I just, I can't wait to talk to you again real soon. Am I a hypocrite? I don't think so, but I'll let you decide. My name's Jeff Bajoric, and my career in sales has been a hell of a ride. And I want to bring you along with me. If you prefer to sell things at a premium, if you never want to win a deal on price, rethink the way you sell. Welcome back to the show. My name's Jeff Bajoric. I'm your host, and I'm here to help you rethink the way you sell. Now, over the last two dozen episodes or so, I've been breaking down this concept that's been rattling around in my brain for the last couple of years called Sell Like You. And what I've tried to do through my own thoughts and through the conversations I've had with some friends and colleagues is to help you understand what that means for you. I've broken down the concept of the sales success cycle. I've broken down concepts like integrity, like resistance, and I've done a whole lot of coaching through a podcast to the extent that you can to encourage you to redefine selling in a way that works for you so you can feel good about bringing your whole self to the party, to the sales party, if you will. And it's only when you understand the rules of the game you're playing, when you understand the frameworks and the parameters that you're working within, that you can really do your best work. But the secret is you get to make those rules yourself. You can make selling what it needs to be for you. And look, that's not cheating. I don't think that's cheating. I think that's leverage. I think that's perspective. And the best sellers in the world all understand this. They create the rules of the game so that they can win the game. I'm giving you permission to do that. I'm telling you, I'm I'm not just giving you permission. I'm telling you that until you do that, you are leaving your best work on the table. So I, I want you to think about this. I want you to maybe go back and listen to some of my friends telling their stories about how they finally flipped the switch for themselves And how they learned that once they could change the rules of the game, once they could really, you know, create an unlevel playing field, that's when they started to do their best work. That's when they started to see the success. And most importantly, that's when they started to realize the non-monetary fulfillment that goes along with doing your very best work. We've talked a lot about alignment this season. We've talked a lot about integrity this season. We've talked a lot about resistance this season and how when you run into this kind of resistance, it is the universe or the sales gods or whatever you want to, however you want to define it, showing you that this is a growth period. This is a metamorphosis that is going to need to happen in order for you to take that next step. Are you afraid of it or are you ready to lean into it? 
Do you just need a little support to encourage you, to give you the permission to do that thing that's uncomfortable, to do what you need to do to take risks because your success is worth failing for? Now, I want you to get a little fired up. I want you to uh, maybe go back and revisit some of those episodes because this is a message worth hearing and it is not enough to hear at once. You're going to need continued encouragement. You're going to need support from your friends. You're going to need support from more than just your friends. You're going to need to create a supportive environment around you. But I'm telling you, if this sounds like a heavy lift, I don't think it's as heavy as you think it might be, but it is also necessary for you to take that next step. And that next step is worth taking. So I mentioned at the top of the uh, episode here that maybe you call me a hypocrite. I don't think so. I think that's really just hyperbole and, and trying to get you hooked into this episode here. But I've talked a lot about blueprints. I've talked a lot about scripts. I've talk, talked a lot about playbooks and borrowing someone else's. I'm going to give you a framework today. And I'm going to give you a framework for what it means to sell like you. So I guess if you think I'm a hypocrite because I'm giving you a framework when I tell you not to use other people's frameworks, well, um, I think you need to pay closer attention because this is a framework that you can use for you. These are the concepts, right, that you need to get used to. These are the concepts that are going to enable you to step into your full, authentic self and sell in a way that makes you feel fulfilled by the work you do rather than feeling like you need to be uh, the round peg being jammed into a square hole or the square peg jammed into a round hole. I don't know. However you want to define that. But today I'm going to give you the seven steps to sell like you. Now, this was a piece that I wrote uh, for the blog back in mid-March. You can go to jeffbajorek.com and you can find it. You can read it. I will link to it in the show notes. Um, I think you'll like it. But this is also a preview of what season five is going to be. So I'm not going to rush through this, but I'm not going to elaborate on very many of these points because I'm going to go much deeper throughout season five of this podcast, which will be coming in the next several weeks. Uh, a lot of solo episodes. That means they're going to be brief. Uh, I might sprinkle in an interview or two. I've got a couple in my head that I think will be really powerful, but um, I, I really just want to take the next season to dive a bit deeper into these concepts, into these frameworks for you so that you have the tools you need to actually do this, right? So here are my seven steps to selling like you. First is know yourself. This goes back to alignment. I talked a lot about this earlier in the season, and I think you can go back to those episodes, but here is uh, my framework or, or really the alignment that you need to be, um, you need to understand. And you need to be good. You need to believe in what you do, who you do it for, how you do it, and why. And when you have that alignment, you can start to feel better. You start to feel really good about the work that you do. And now people ask me, Jeff, do I have to be all that fired up about what I sell? No, you don't. But you will not do your best work until you are. If a sale is a transfer of enthusiasm from one party to another, that'll, uh, you not having that alignment is going to dampen that enthusiasm. That's going to hurt your results. But you can still do pretty well as long as you take care of the rest of your job and, and do everything right. Um, but why would you sell anything that you're not fired up about? 
right? And so I go back all the way to season one of this podcast and I work with my clients on, well, what is your why? We start to find that alignment by asking these questions. Why do you believe in your company? Why do you believe in what you sell? Why do you believe in yourself? Why do you believe your customers, your clients are better off for working with you than anybody else? And when you start to look inward, you set yourself up with the platform and the foundation for success. The next thing you need to do is you need to know your best customers. So step two is know your best customers. And this requires not making assumptions. This requires not going back to, or not just going back to what your marketing department says your ideal uh, ideal client profile is. It doesn't just come down to assessments and data and stats and things like that. I want you to take your top 10 percent or maybe just your top 10 customers. I want you to sit down. I want you to have a very vulnerable conversation with them. I want you to ask them five questions. First, why did you choose to do business with us? Very, very clear, very simple. And they're going to say something that keeps them on the surface. So the second question I want you to ask is, can you please be more specific? You need to get vulnerable and break down these walls so that they can get vulnerable and give you the right information, give you real information, give you something you can actually work with. Question number three is going to be, why do you continue to do business with us? This is important because the reasons they continue to do business with you are probably a little bit different than the reasons they started doing business with you in the first place. Now, what's going to happen when you have these conversations? One, you're having a very vulnerable moment and an exchange with a great client, a client you would like to have more, just like, and that is going to deepen your relationship. Secondly, you are going to get the language that you need in order to find customers and clients just like them, which is really important from a marketing and a prospecting perspective. And third, they're going to give you the cheat sheet for how to keep their business. And the chances are you're going to learn something about what you need to do more of, and you're going to learn about what you need to do less of. And that's going to free you up with more time to spend finding more clients like them. Get to that next season. Got a lot of digging into that for next season. Questions four and five are, could be optional if you think, but I believe that if you handle one, two, and three correctly, the red carpet is going to be rolled out to you to ask question four, which is, do you know anybody else who might appreciate this kind of value? And question five is, would you mind introducing us, right? You've created this space where you can have a meaningful exchange, a vulnerable exchange with one of your best customers. Give them the opportunity to help you grow. And if you don't think that your customers are willing to help you grow, they're not that good. They're not that great a customer. And maybe this isn't a conversation you should be having. But I promise you, at least your top five, likely your top 10 clients is going to be willing to help you grow. That's an important conversation to have. Most salespeople don't have it. Step number three to sell like you. Know your sales process. If you remember from earlier this season, I talked about process, and the process is the science of selling. These are the things that have to happen. These are not the steps in your CRM. These are not the cadence of your prospecting, your cold calling versus email versus social touches. No, your process are the overarching things that need to happen. And every process has these four elements. You need to identify who you can help. It's an overlap there with marketing. 
You need to get their attention. That's prospecting. You need to communicate your value. That is the sales motion of discovery, presentation and recommendation, objection handling. That is communicating your value. And then number four, the fourth step is asking for next steps. Sometimes the next steps are getting their attention again. Sometimes the next steps are signing on that proverbial line that is dotted. But that is the science of selling. That is what needs to happen. Step four is to know your methods. Your methods for accomplishing that process are going to be up to you. That's where sell like you really sings. Look, we know what needs to happen. That is the science of selling. But how you do it, man, do it your own way. Do it in a way that aligns with your integrity but also that is effective. And we're going to talk about the, the gap between what needs to happen and how it happens in a minute. But before we get to step six, I've got to stay, uh, I got to tell you about step five. Step five for selling like you is to know the rules. Some people might call these principles. I've written a lot about these recently. Um, it's kind of a recurring series in my newsletter. Uh, you can sign up for that on my website or you can sign up for it on LinkedIn. But I'm talking about these rules to sell, rules to help you sell like you. And I actually talked with someone recently who said, don't call them rules, man, call them principles. Rules make me shiver. Rules turn me off. Principles, I can get behind. And I think rules are specific iterations of principles. And I tend to use these words uh, interchangeably, but rules, principles, however you want to define them, you need to know what they are. And I've got a small list going and I will continue to flesh this out and think of more. And by the time we get to these rules next season, I will have undoubtedly a few more for you. But things like be someone worth talking to, have something worth talking about. If you cannot differentiate, you cannot sell. You speak in terms of problems, not in terms of products or solutions. Know that questions start conversations while statements tend to end them. If there's no tension, there's no sale. These are the concepts that will help you to form your methods. And as long as these principles, these rules, if you will, are being followed and abided by, you can do it any way you want. I'm not going to pick your language for you. I'm not going to pick your medium for you. You may sell better in person. You may sell really well over the phone. You may sell best through text message and email. But as long as these rules and principles are being abided by and you are moving the ball forward with an eye on fulfilling the process, you're going to be in good shape. Now, step number six is be held accountable. Self-accountability is an oxymoron. No such thing. That's called discipline. And it's great to have. It's vital for you to have. But you will never perform better than when someone you trust is looking after you, is looking out for your best interest. Ultimately and ideally, this should be your manager. This should be someone that you report to. This should be someone in a supportive role because accountability is the polar opposite of micromanagement. But at the end of the day... You need someone to give you that kick in the pants when you know you didn't do your best work or when you need a sounding board or when you just need to know that you have someone to answer to, someone you respect, someone who respects you. If it's not your manager, because that's not the, the, uh, the organization you work for, or if you are a solo practitioner, right? You're a, a one-person sales team, find a colleague, find a mastermind 
Uh, find a connection on LinkedIn who's in a similar position to you and you can just meet once a month or once a quarter and say, hey, did you do that thing that you said you were going to do? Vitally important because discipline is not an infinite resource. So stop telling yourself that you hold yourself accountable. You will never hold yourself as accountable as someone else can. Argue with me. You're, you're totally free to be wrong. <laughs> I'm giving you full permission to be wrong here. But this is the truth. I'm my own taste or a test case study. Taste case Come on. Test case study. And if you look in the mirror, you look hard enough, you'll realize that yourself. And step seven for Sell Like You is trust yourself and keep your swagger. It's all about mindset. And, you know, look, I've talked about the sales success cycle. I've talked about ultimately making that decision that the way you know is the best way, the way that that feeling in your chest that tells you the right way to do something, at some point you got to trust it because that is the key to doing your very best work. And you can no longer afford to be afraid to do your very best work. The world needs you. The world needs what only you can bring to the table. And I know that's terrifying to think of, but if you can be brave enough, even just for a minute to try it, to try it again, to start to notice the trend that people light up when you bring you to the table in a way that they didn't before. When you realize that it is not only the key to better results, it's the key to fulfillment in your work. It is the key to having fun doing what you do, solving the problems that you solve. It is the key to your life opening up in front of you in a way you hadn't previously thought possible. That magic, that light bulb moment, that's what I live for. That's my mission in life and in this business with this podcast. And I want to see that happen for you. I want to give you that nudge. That's what I'm here to do. That's what these seven steps are for. So that is a piece you can go back again and review on the blog if you want. If you've got questions, shoot me a message, jb at jeffbajorek.com. I answer all my email. If you want to dig into this a little more, let's hop on a call. And look, if there are enough of you that are interested in doing this, then let's set up a, an open office hours kind of webinar thing where you can come and challenge me and with all the ways that are holding you back. You can let your resistance show up and let me deal with it. Let me help you. Let me help you get over that hump. That's what I'm here for. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here with me over these last 24 episodes. We're pushing 100 now for this podcast already, which is just crazy to me. It's funny what happens. You know, they say time flies when you're having fun, uh, but it's funny when you just show up on a weekly basis and, uh, and, and put work out there for people to see. And I appreciate you for being here. If someone else you know needs to hear this, please share it with them. And uh, really, really excited to uh, get to work on season five so I can go deeper into these concepts and break them down for you. I've got some great frameworks to uh, add to this from a customer relationship standpoint, from an account and territory management standpoint. We're going to have some fun going forward. Uh, it'll be a couple of weeks before season five gets launched, but I also know Doug is putting some fun stuff together for YouTube as well. So don't forget to subscribe there so you can be uh, updated of the videos and uh, this show really in, in video form. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you for spending your time with me and I will talk to you again real soon. 
Rethink the Way You Sell is a Pot About It production. It's mixed and edited by Doug Branson, with music by Blue Dot Sessions and Doug Branson. This podcast is masterminded by Jeff Bajorek.